Welcome to episode five of the How to Ruin a Good War podcast. We are back, everybody. It's going to tell you what we've got coming on today's show. Obviously, we know we've got Chopper of the Week, which includes me and includes a confirmation of a story from Josh, as well as some actually very, very famous. We then get into Tour Trash Talk, which actually, we're not really trash talking someone today because it's it's a really good story. It's quite a heartwarming story, isn't it? Yeah. And then, as well as a merger between the PJ Tour and the European Tour. And we're also going to touch on the match, which is the third sort of evolution of the match with Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson and Steph Curry and Peter Manning. And I've also got serious beef with the shitty weather in the UK. <laughs> I think everyone's got that beef. I think everyone can relate to that oh, one. mate, I'm fuming. Um, and then, finally, we'll move on to... Tech Talk, where we're going to discuss some Black Friday deals. They're still available as well. We know it's past Black Friday, but they're still available. It's actually Cyber Monday, mate. It's actually Cyber Monday now, but it'll actually be Wednesday. So what we're going to call it? Alex and Josh's big Black Friday Cyber Monday deals on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna we're gonna highlight some like a more expensive one, a more mid-range pricing, and then a lower-range pricing deal. I'm just illustrating. If you can imagine, Josh is doing like jazz hands for you there. I'm illustrating the deals, mate. <laughs> okay, so without Josh's jazz hands, we'll go... Right, no, sorry, that's a bit of the top one. Yeah. Um, okay, Moving on. We're going to get into my story. Okay, so as some of you may know if you listen to this podcast, I used to play golf. That might come as a surprise. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. No, I used to... Oh, my dream as a kid was to play European Tour, PJ Tour. How did that go? Not very well. Hence why I'm sat with you in the podcast, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'd get that one in there. <laughs> and I was just like, I lost done you in there. To he's, be fair, so, he's so angry that I've done that. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I, I played a bit of kind of like local tour golf, and this is this local tour called the 1836 Tour, which is basically around Manchester, and loads of pros come together. Very expensive to play. Not going to lie to you. Um, he's probably going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I was playing this tournament. The winner actually finished on three under par, right? I was level par coming down the 17th. Okay. I've hit it at Bramall Park. It's like a dog leg, slightly right, short, shortish hole. Hit a drive away, you've got a flick onto the green. Yeah. Lovely, this... lovely course, nice, by the way. Nice course, nice yeah. course. Not as good as Bramall, but nice course. Um, <laughs> anyway, hit this drive and it went, it, basically you have to fade it off this left bunker. I've hit it straight at this bunker and it just not moved. I'm like, shit, get down, get down, going, going, gone. Nutted it, didn't fade off it. Anyway, I, I can thought... imagine you stunned the tee going, down! Down, sit, <laughs> just do something, <laughs> miss it. <laughs> um, but no, I, it got down there. I thought, oh, you know, worst case scenario, I'll be in the bunker and I'll fluff it out, fluff it on, and I've got a chance of making a par. Right, anyway, get down there. And do you remember US Open, first hole, I want to say, final round of um, Ian Poulter? His ball was like plugged, what would, I don't think it's the bunker, and it wasn't the bunker in the end for Ian. Ian, like no, I know. It. No, you're thinking it's not not you with him. It was it. Um, was it? Was it Wentworth? No, was, it was only the America, mate. I'm sure. I'm sure it was European tour. I'm certain it was. It, it definitely wasn't at Wingfoot. I know. I, I I can picture it, and it was like wedged in the. Yeah, you can picture it, right? Yeah, it's okay. like wedged in the top of the bunker. Anyway, the, fringe. the story behind this is that my ball was plugged in the lip, so not in the oh. sand, above the sand, but just below the grass. Oh, and I'm talking like a good six inches, maybe even seven inches. Away from the the sand, sand. yeah, because up this lip, but there's obviously sand up the lip, and I'm like, I'm sure I'll get a drop there because at this time we were playing relief and plug balls everywhere, 
So I'm like, I'm sure I'll get a drop then. My playing partners are like, yeah, if you were in the rough. And I'm like, I'm in the rough. Like, anyway, we couldn't agree. So it's like, right, I'm not, I wasn't bothered at this point. I wasn't getting arsy. I was a bit like, well, I'd want, I want to know why. So anyway, called, called somebody out. I'm getting Definitely a bit, getting a bit tetchy. Getting a bit point. irate now. <laughs> um, called the guy who was organising it and he was referee as well. Uh, comes out. No, it's in the bunker that, mate. I said, it's not in the bunker. Oh, God. I said, I can play that, but not even standing in the sand. Meltdown. Number impending. one. It's yeah. not in the bunker. Like, it's in the rough. And I remember a situation prior to that where someone got a drop from this, a free drop. Basically, the difference would have been taking unplayable, we'll have to drop it in the bunker, which would have plugged. Yeah. Or I get a free drop, I can take full relief, yeah. two club lengths. Right, okay. Okay. So you're basically out of trouble there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm out of trouble. I'm, I'm absolutely grand A. I'll be able to hit a wedge onto the green. So anyway, I had this discussion and I'm there arguing for that's like five minutes saying, no, it's not in the bunker. It's not in the bunker. He is. I said, prove it to me then. Like, how irate did you get? Were you like trying to be like polite or were you like telling I was this polite guy? to begin with. Uh, but then I, 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 was like, I said to him, I've literally seen it on TV. It wasn't obviously the important situation, but it reminded me of it the other week. Yeah, and it literally happened a few weeks ago. Like, with the yeah. import, it, so, this exactly And I'm like, happened. I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen, mate. It is not in the bunker. It is. Anyway. So oh. I saw my arse at him fully. Of course you did. I saw my arse at him, took an unplayable into the bunker, plugged, obviously. So now playing three out of a plug ball, knob it out on there for three. It's getting wound up now, yeah. talking about oh, it. Oh, mate, I'm getting red. <laughs> uh, chip it on for four, two put, six, fuming. Fuming. Absolutely fuming. That that That, is that what, what did it for you? That was yeah. it? Well, I went and double bogey the last, which oh, I can't God. blame on that situation. Should have been clear the mind, clear the mind. <laughs> Anyway, I couldn't clear the mind. There was steam coming out of my ears. Um, finished four over, and I realised if I'd actually shot level par and finished par par, I would have picked up about 300 quid. Oh, how did you finish in the end? Four over par. Oh. Outside the dollar. Oh, God. All because of that, one, that yeah. one situation. All because of that knob. And you've had an absolute meltdown, crumbled like a Barocca. Don't you dare use my line on me. <laughs> yes, don't you use dare. it against him. But isn't that annoying, right? That's where the rules should... Like, the guy didn't know the rules, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's calling him out again. Yeah, Still calling him out. He should not Do write. Do I mention his name? No. No. <laughs> I'm never going to play his tour again, so I'm not bothered. Oh, God, he's I didn't play. After, I, I don't think I played many afterwards, if I'm honest, because just I just... Saw, just absolutely yeah, saw your ass. It just was like, I said to you, it's not in the bunker, and I prove it. I talked about scenarios, and he's like, oh, I don't remember that. What, are you living on a rock? Just saying. It's still touchy about this now, everyone. Let me show me on to the next story yeah, before, I, before I get really out of hand. Even. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to someone that we're going to mention a little later in the pod, Charles Barkley. For those that don't know who Charles Barkley Who's is. Who's Charles Barkley? I don't actually really know who he is. Charles Barkley is an ex-NBA basketball star. Is that where they run and throw it in a hoop? Yeah, that's basketball, mate, yeah. Yeah, when they bounce it and, and they go. I am joking. Hoop. I do not basketball this. Yeah, okay. Um, well, he, he's an ex. he's an ex-star, an ex-pro. And he was like big time. He didn't win a championship, but he was like big time. In, Can't in be that basketball. big time, then, can he? If you don't no, win a championship, he was just at the wrong team. He, he was he was really good. He was in Space Jam as well. He's one of the players in Space Jam. Um, so people will recognise him when they see him. Um, but Mate, he has on a got. Pod, on a pod, how can they see him? If you search him, obviously he's not gonna, I, I, He's not sat next to me, is he? <laughs> if you search him, you'll, you'll probably recognise him. Anyway, he was playing in the match this weekend with Phil Mickelson, Steph Curry, and Peyton Manning. And there's videos knocking around the internet of his golf swing, and it is oh, it's a the joke. Choppiest of choppers going right. You like there's, there's a video of him with Tiger, and this is from a few years ago. And he's like swinging the club, and he like swings his backswing. He gets like halfway down his his 
ball, like, stops. Halfway, so he swings all the way up, gets halfway down towards the ball, like stops and like hesitates and then like swings through the ball and like proper chops it. He like squats down towards the ball and chops it. It's, it's probably the funniest thing. But this video is of him and Tiger and Tiger's like, Taking the piss out of him. Yeah, fully. Like, so he's stood his, with his back to Tiger, like, doing an interview, having hit this ball, and Tiger's, like, stood behind him, like, copying his swing. You know what's mad, though? Like, because he's obviously a really good, famous sports star who never won a championship. Um, <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. Like, they usually, like, if you're a good sportsman, you can usually, like, take that to other sports. Yeah, and... And, like, and, and be quite free-flowing with it. Exactly, and the best illustrator of this is the person who he's playing against this weekend, Steph Curry, another basketball star, plays currently for the Golden State Warriors. He's a scratch hand. He's a scratch handicap golfer. Yeah. He's obsessed with his golf, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's got a pretty cool style on the golf course as well. Oh right? yeah, of course he does. Yeah, but he he's an unbelievable golfer, and that's the thing where he's like, is that he's athletic? He can convey it over. But then obviously Charles Black is a little bit older than him. But his golf, guys, you need to go and search it on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever. It, okay, he sorted out for the match that he played this weekend, and it was more free flowing. But it's amazing to watch him like hitch and like hesitate through it's it's unbelievable but he's got to go in there for traffic league just for that um, i think you should definitely go and look at that video if you've yeah, not seen it 100 percent. youtube are they going it'll be on youtube or on instagram like on your normal on like the pj tour it's on there and scratch golf it's on there as well it's just a plug make sure them. you check out alex Elite golf as well you doing oh that. yeah you've got a lot plug it plug <laughs> it um and give how to ruin good walk follow yeah um, make sure you do that so actually we, we got an email this week so if you remember back to the last podcast, let's move on to something a little bit different. Remember back to the last podcast, we talked about me duffing it into the water. At Actually, can I just read this part? Rudding we park. talked about, and I read the part one of the bits of this sentence, because he's shite. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we asked Ollie, a good friend of mine, to email in and confirm my story for last week. I mean, he sent a, a lovely email, so thank you very much, Ollie. Do you want me to read absolutely it Absolutely. Do you want me to read it? Do you want me to read it? You probably read it, and I'm not very good at reading, to be fair. So, the email says, <laughs> Afternoon, gents. Confirmation was requested regarding Kinder blowing his own trumpet on the 4th at Rudding Park. I'm here to confirm that Kinder did exactly what he said he did. Stuck it five foot into the water because he's shite. Cheers, Ollie. And then he put, in his defence, his second attempt was a worldie, but no one cares. Keep up the good work. Really enjoying the podcast so far. Alex, get yourself up to running part. Next time Kinder comes up and we can watch him crumble again. All the best, Ollie. I'm always up to see him crumble. Thanks, mate. See you on, a, de- see you on a daily basis, Ollie. Cheers, mate. Next time I'm up there, we are getting videos. You seem trying to start swing. this podcast. You're getting it. You're getting it, mate. You are getting it. But Why? What's go. Ollie's swing like? No, to be fair, Ollie's quite a, quite a steady golfer. You, I was thinking about this. Uh, he's a bit of a bandit actually high 20 uh, low 20s bit of a bandit but I was thinking about this actually he's got a little, I've got a little bit of Sun JM about him bit of a slow backswing oh, hasn't he? bit of a slow backswing the lad but no he, he's a very steady golfer um, but yeah so thank you very much Ali for confirming my story from last week and the lovely names that you called me in that it's really really made my day what story do you think is the best, guys? Because we're nearly coming up to a month of these podcasts now. Yeah, this is our fifth. And, and touching on that, we want to thank everyone for the support they've given us so far. Because this is now our fifth podcast that's going out. and We're, we're loving it, aren't we? We're loving it. Really enjoy doing it. And the feedback that we're getting is great. And we just want to try and get us out to as many people as possible. So please share it with your mates. People at the golf club and now we're back open from, well, from Wednesday, from when this goes out. So please share it. We are enjoying it. And we're nearly up to 500 downloads now 
Let's get to a thousand by Crimbo. That'd be amazing if we could do that. that. Be really good. Be really good. Right. Let's move on to tour trash talk. Do you like that? I put actually. I did, actually did that for us there, guys. I didn't even put anything in. I've gone for it. Whoosh. Definitely doesn't sound it's like, like me and a driver. <laughs> this is Kindred and a driver. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> cheers. Nice one. Anyway, first thing I want to apologise. I made a little bit of a mistake last week on the podcast saying that there was a PJ Tour event this week and there wasn't. It's actually this week coming up. So from Thursday this week, Fake December. news! Know, Fake the third, news! The 3rd of December <laughs> is when it starts, not next week. And yes, I can confirm DJ is still playing. But anyway, let's talk about the competition that there was this weekend. Yeah. The Alfred Dunhill Championship at Leopard Creek. Alex's favourite golf course where he went seven hours in the wrong direction. Just remind you of that one from last what week. What a golf course that is, by the way. Honestly. Yeah, it looks the unreal. The 18th, the 9th hole, the best. Oh, the whole 13th where you can see literally into the Kruger. The Kruger. Um... No, but like Unbelievable. The, I was looking at some of the some of the footage and I wouldn't be able to concentrate on my goal. Mate. There's lions knocking about, there's alligators and Mate, I didn't tell you this story, right? So last time we played, when I was uh, caddying for Tom on a practice round, we played with these other people. And to go from like thirteenth, fourteenth, to go to up to the fifteenth tee, which is a par five, like an elevated par five tee, you're getting a buggy. Do you have to go into the crew, get it? No, 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 you're going to crew. But it's like a it's it's up quite a bit of a slope. And it's quite a bit of a drive. So they, in, on, in the tournament days, they boogie you. So I'm sat in the boogie with this uh, other caddy, and he's a local caddy. And I say, like, how well, how deadly is it around here? Like, is there anything really deadly? And you're like joking, hopefully going, oh, no. Oh, don't be daft. It's those old wives' tales. <laughs> and he goes saying, well, there's this snake. If it bites you, you've got 10 minutes to get the antidote. I said, but, mate, you're in the middle of we're the a 45-minute walk from the clubhouse. He said, yeah, you'd be dead. <laughs> so I said to him, like, how often do you see him? He said, oh. I, I see these snakes all the time. Mate, I'd be get me out of but here. But one, one thing he said is like... I'm a golf caddy, get me out things, of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a golf caddy, get me out of here. <laughs> That's nice to me doing the noises. No, stop that. Uh, <laughs> one thing he said though, like, he said if... Two things, if it goes in the, if it goes in the hay, don't go in. But other thing is, if you do happen to go in long grass, make a lot of noise, because they're more scared of you. Yeah. So if they hear you... They're going to do one. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than coming back, yeah. exactly. Whereas if you'd sneak in there, I'm there, and then Tom sits in the cabbage, and I'm like, I'm "Yeah, right. Tom, you can look for that one, pal. I'm not right. for me that. Just peg another one up, Tom. Don't worry about it. Yeah, lost that. It's lost. It's gone. But then I was, I was imagine like um, three off the tee. Imagine like when you go into like when you imagine like walking hot coals. You're like, <laughs> I was like going into the thick rough, like almost walking like, on like hot coals. Yeah. Running in, looking right, <laughs> making noises like. <laughs> <laughs> trying to scare off all the off all the stuff. Oh yeah, because all the monkeys in in the Sahara, in the Sahara, mate. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, in, the well, yeah. in the or, in the or, Safari. Oh, I was making that lion noise, just like raw, and that hopefully scare them away. Gone too far, innit? <laughs> Gone too far. But anyway, so the winner. I can actually pronounce this name. I've been practicing this one, guys. So go on. The one was Christian. Two, three. Bezen. Bezudenho. Oh, he's absolutely crumbled. Bezudenho. Close. I would have actually pronounced it as Bezudenhout. He's a South African player. Very, very good player. 20... I don't know how old Early he is 20s, now. late 20s maybe. Mid 20s. But... I've just basically spanned the 20s. Yeah, basically. You basically just covered, your, covered all bases there. <laughs> nice one, lad. Cheers. Um, so he won with a score of 14 under par. Uh, he was four shots clear. And by all accounts, he was just steady the whole... like all weekend um there's actually a video kn- knocking around of him 
Oh, he yeah, was ten under yeah. at the time. I think it was on the third day. He made a putt and he's like walking towards the hole. He's going towards the hole, but he's like walking towards the hole, disgusted with this putt. It looks like he's gonna miss, and he just gets to the side hole and just drops in. He like like the shock on his face was. You know, was you know unreal. why that can happen. I'm gonna give you a bit of information, here, everybody. Here we go. A bit of seriousness on uh, tour trash talk right now. So like when you're playing South Africa, the greens um got quite a lot of grain on them. Okay. So that the grain may change through the day depending on where the sun is. So right. would you walk up to the green, it might look dark in one direction, which means the grain's into you. Yeah. But then if it looks really shiny away from you, it means it's down grain. And very often you could be like going across the grain. So ah, a left okay. to right putt could have a grain coming off the right, yep. which means it could be a straight putt. And you could right. do, you could basically like snake both ways. And yep. it's, it's very hard. It, there's, a, there's basically a knack to putting on them. Right, okay. It's hard. It's hard. So it's basically, so what, what it looks like has happened in that situation yeah. then is he's, he's hit it like a sort of straight putt. And it, he's missed yeah. it slightly, but because it's crossed over into the, the grain, grain, it goes it that way towards the, the hole, yeah. it's pushed it into the hole. Yeah, so basically, imagine he got a straight putt. Potentially, I reckon he thought it was a little bit right to left because it started to go low early, Yeah, and he's then walking. Then the grain could have been off the left, right? Okay, and that could then push it back it into the hole. pushed it the other way. If putting wasn't hard enough, oh, you've you got to deal with that as well. You know what? I'm quite good at putting those greens. Yeah, getting blown his own trumpet. Me and Tom played golf once. Is that good enough for putting on the green? What happened when you got tall left? What? Oh, sorry. Sorry, what? what was that? I, sorry, I, what? I genuinely didn't what hear was you. It, what was the story that you just said about trying to get on tour? Oh, yeah. It went really well, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> good at putting on those greens in South Africa, though. It's more than just putting, mate. It's a full story. <laughs> um, I was very good at putting on. But anyway, moving yeah, on. I can confirm he's still all right at putting. All right. Put you under the table, mate. <laughs> right, well, anyway, we'll moving see, on we? to this story. Because I, I think this is a really good story. I'm going to let you tell this. Because a very heartfelt story, this. Yeah, so as much as it's great that Christian won. Go on, say his surname. Oh, I've forgotten how to say it again. Bezedno. Bezedno. As much oh, as it's great well, that he won this tournament in his in his home country, and that's an like, unbelievable achievement, there's actually a bit of a backstory to him and his life and him becoming a professional golfer. So it starts when he was two years old, and he was playing outside in the street in South Africa, and a bit of a mad story, really. He picked up a bottle of drink that he thought was Coca-Cola and it was actually rat poison. Um, and it just basically attacked his full, like his nervous system. And obviously he's, he's probably only had a little bit of it, but however much he has, has attacked his nervous system and it, create, it sort of created a stutter and also anxiety problems like later in life. Yeah, I mean, having a stutter is hard. Like if you've got a stutter... You're gonna get even more anxiety around that because you. Yeah. I think I think I'm right in saying the more anxious you get, the more the your stutter potentially gets. comes out. Exactly, and he, so he has been through that as a kid. He's, it was always lucky to be alive. Never mind. Well, no, yeah, exactly. It was always his his aim, and he always wanted to play on the European tour, and or on on tour, play, be a professional golfer, um, and to combat his anxiety, he was taking beta blockers. Right, and it's com- basically that's beta blockers. If you want to be, sorry, I apologize. That's the American version, beta blockers. Um, so he's taking beta blockers. I apologize, and he was actually banned in 2014 for testing positive for taking. I mean, beta that's blockers. a load of rubbish. That is that that I admit there has to be rules, right? But then if someone's got them for a medical condition, well, yeah, and this is the thing. So he was banned for two years initially. And then he, it was actually reduced to nine months because it was determined that he wasn't using them to enhance his performance. He was using them for a, 
his medical condition that came from when he was a kid. So I guess sense probably prevailed in that in that situation. But even still, a nine month ban, it 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 could have ruined his career really. Yeah, I'm so the fact that he's come back, it's his second win on tour. He's won in his in. Um, his native country, which is amazing. Like for any golfer, any that's golfer got to be the dream, has it? Oh, hundred percent. Like especially like. I don't know if there was a crowd guys. there. I don't think there was. It, it seemed like quite quiet on the uh, on the old uh, footage and stuff. So, but even even just just to be in that situation situation after everything that he's gone through, like never mind the ban. Like mm. that's just sort of a side note in it all. Like just from being two years old and dealing with what he's dealt with to get to where he is now is amazing like unbelievable so well done you mate like class like not that you really care what I think but absolutely class oh no he cares what Josh Kinnan from Northern enough 13 thinks mate gosh <laughs> so harsh <laughs> but like great story really heartfelt and, I think like, it's unbelievable yeah, like I hope he, I think he's up to 43rd in the world played now. the Masters this year didn't he yeah played the Masters um, I mean and... if he stays in the same position then when the thing for the Masters goes again, he'll be oh, in April. Yeah, so um, yeah, fair do to you, lad. Well done, class. Really good, really good, and, re- and really heartwarming story, I think as well. Ah, oh, your golf playing at the top level is hard enough as it is. Yeah, to have all those kind of worries, the stutter, and especially like na- like now when if you do do well, like subconsciously you think, oh, I don't want to do well because I don't really like doing interviews. And, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. There's so many things that are underlying probably in his mind about. The effects of winning, it's amazing how your brain goes, oh, don't do that. When actually he's overcome that, he's won twice. And and, and even just to perform so well at such a high level with the anxiety that is caused by how this poison attacked his nervous system, never mind the story itself, like that being one of the issues, the, the anxiety as a whole, to be to be able to win a competition like this mm. is amazing. 100%. Right, amazing achievement. 100%. We're so, around yeah. applause. That sounded really sarcastic. Yeah, it did. It wasn't. That, that, that did sound sarcastic. That, that generally wasn't meant to be sarcastic. Like, we and Josh read about this story and we were researching it and we're like, bloody hell. Like, yeah. we heard there's a story behind it. But we're like, oh my Lord. Like, we didn't realise it was no. this story behind it. Yeah. So, unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Let's move on to the match. The match. Okay. Those that haven't seen the series of before, the match. Before you talk about this, what do you think of them? I think they're amazing. I think it's... So insightful, but also it shows that these pros have a laugh out there. Like, mm. play golf for fun, not just for money. Yeah, play for the love of the game. Yeah. So, like, so the the match was initially brought around where it was Tiger Woods versus Phil Mickelson. And they went head-to-head, played against each other, and the winner, I think, took $9 million. $19 million. I have no idea. It was a lot it of was money. It was a lot of money. Either way. And it's a charity, aren't they, usually? Like, yeah. the winnings go to their, like, chosen charity. Yeah. Um, so, it started with those two playing, and then they changed it up a little bit, and they had those two, so they had Tiger and Phil again, but then they were partnered with... Uh, Tiger was partnered with Peyton Manning, ex-Super Bowl champion quarterback who played for the Colts and the Denver Broncos, and then... Yeah, you're a mountain of knowledge, you, on mate, sport. I, I tell you what... Some I'm, people might say a mountain of useless information. Well, Wow. <laughs> Wasted on a golf I'm a, podcast. I'm, a, I'm only telling you what uh, Loza said. And I know. Loza is Josh's uh, girlfriend. Better half, some might say. So, the other team was Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Also, probably, well, he's known as being the greatest NFL quarterback of all time, pretty much. 
Um, so, and what as the Americans say, the winningest. The winningest. He's won something like five or it's six, super, turn, five or six it? Super Bowls. So, but what they do is basically they play against each other in a match. I'm right thinking it's match play. I think it is match play. Yeah. Um, I think they mix it up sometimes. It's like best ball. So this balls. this one was best ball, but I think previously they just played. Well, I don't I don't know the the layout, but basically they play against each other. Sometimes they change it like nine holes. Something yeah. Like but they're all mic'd up. They've all got head headsets in. So in the first one, in or oh, sorry, the second one where they had Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, you had Charles Barkley in the studio the whole round just giving them pelters. So could like, they hear him? Yeah. So there's one point where Tom Brady's on the tee and on a par three and Charles Barkley goes, tell you what, Tom, if you hit the green, I'll give $50,000 to your chosen charity. And Tom Brady's like, wow, $50,000, okay, yeah absolutely sends it to like shanks it right and and charles barkley pops up and goes but yeah i should have just said if you keep it on the planet and, like, <laughs> and the, the, for me the thing is with this right it's so good just to see these guys having a laugh yeah. like even phil and tiger like getting involved having a laugh and like we've, we've seen it as well where tiger opened his course um, yeah, yeah. earlier this year with justin thomas and um justin rose and Roy McElroy, even then they're having a laugh, and okay, that's potentially a little bit more serious, but this was great, like, and so the most recent one was Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley, so he basically was out of the commentary booth and into playing, and he is a chopper. It's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. And then there's Steph Curry and Peter Mann again. So Steph Curry, let's put this in a bit of context. So you've obviously got Phil, who's a pro, Charles Barkley, you've got to be like a high, high handicapper. What are you saying? What handicap are you giving him? High. Bit 20? like... 20? No. 25? No. 30? Higher. 45? Probably. Wow. Like, like, if you just look... Okay, he swings it better than he did, but he's not by any means up there. Is Can't it? really worse, though, can it? Let's be fair. Yeah. So, and then you've got Steph Curry, who's a scratch golfer. Like, unbelievable athlete. Like, amazing golfer. Looks the like you were saying about his swaggy, swaggy, yeah, just just brings everything to the game. The whole look good, play good, and then you got Peyton Manning, who's like a single figure golfer. So they did Curry and Manning versus Mickelson and Barkley, and Mickelson and Barkley were underdogs from the start. Everyone's saying they've got no chance. Look at Barkley. Saying, Tiger Woods sent Peyton Manning a bag, right? This is the one of the one of the clips I've seen. Sent him a bag with cones in. For all the construction going on around Ross Bar- uh, Charles Barkley's sw- swing. <laughs> a high of his jacket, but when he hits it in the rough, they can still find him and see where he is. <laughs> like, And I think, for me, yes, okay, it's good because it's for charity, mm. but from a spectator point of view, just see these guys having a laugh. Yeah, you see them in a totally different light, don't you? Yeah, like, they've not... So, like You Phil... realise they've got a personality. Yeah, and Phil, Phil Mixon's always... You always see him even even in competitions when he's playing for money and on the tour. He's always having a laugh anyway. Like he's always got like one line and stuff like this. But this is just like a different level. Like he's just that. Like, there's one point where they've both got putts, and there's the Peyton Manning's and Steph Curry's putt was for for five, right? And Phil Mickelson goes like this. He goes, "What's that for? Five? And he turns to Charles Barkley and goes, "Ah, oh, should we just give him that?" 
And it was like a like a thirty foot putt, like a big putt. We'll just give him that. We'll not least down for two in the hole. And it was like, and then it was like cut away. And he, he's like Phil talking to Charles Barkley. Like, that was a big cocky move. So we have got to make sure we get this in. <laughs> and it was like, just like they were having a laugh while they're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. And it makes great TV. Um, so I think they need to keep doing these. I really do. Even even to the point of where it's just like the pros playing like when Tiger opened his course. Yeah. It just adds a new dimension to golf. I don't see why they don't do it more on tour. You know what? Have you noticed on the European tour, they actually start interviewing players walking on the fairway now, which they never used to do. And they're asking them like questions like, how are you feeling? How's the round going? And before, like, it's, oh, don't ask the leader that. But it's something you got to deal with. Yeah, exactly. you got to deal with. At the end of the day, the Europeans are organised events, organised the prize money. They should be able to do what they want. And I think, in my opinion, I, this, is, this is the idea that I think. Not to the degree where the players can hear the people in the commentary. No. But there could easily be like a microphone on the caddy because the caddy's always next to the player, or a microphone on the bag, or whatever it is. If, if if they were mic'd up, we'd hear so much more of what's going on. Like we hear bits and bobs, don't we? Like when the camera's following the the top people and and all this. Yeah. Like when like with Brighton at the yeah, U.S. Open. Yeah, exactly. Like I oh, I definitely think we should have more players mic'd up in events, even on the bag or on the caddy actually hear what goes on i know i would love to hear it and i think it would surprise people what they actually talk about maybe they can't put on what they talk about most of the time no but like you can you can edit it you don't need to it doesn't need to be live all the time does it but like like for example the nba do it where they'll mic a player or two players from each team up and you get like the interaction during warm-ups you get their reactions during games you get it's you get close to the action yeah and i think especially with golf where it just adds another dimension where spectators can be closer to the players and it makes them more relatable especially like with these events i think they're great like where you see them more relaxed yeah, yeah, yeah. but then i'd love to see them i love seeing them under the cosh with it yeah anxious as hell like walking down the 18th at the masters how do you deal with that i want to see how they're dealing with yeah, that what's going through their head what they're talking to their caddy about yeah they could just be talking about going to have a dinner exactly and then that that again then you see bloody hell he's more human than he looks yeah like for example let's use dj as an example the way he played the masses like a robot yeah the way he played that final round he was just all business so it seemed like that but what is he actually talking to his caddy about how is he keeping him calm we that insight would be amazing even if they just put bits of it to put on a show afterwards yeah that has exactly. to be live obviously because some of the language might be quite choice so like you could do it afterwards and on that i, I just remembered this that talking about what caddies do so when i used to caddy this is what all the uh the old caddies used to do. Right. So they used to get a gold ball at a tournament, put their number on it, and if they saw someone in the crowd that they liked, they'd throw it in with their number on it. That is ridiculous. <laughs> what, so they'd write their own, their own number on the ball? The gold ball <laughs> they used to be like, oh, yeah, they, 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 uh, they think it's my player's number, so uh, they always text. Oh, <laughs> gosh. That is so creepy, uh, that. Mate. That is so mate, creepy. That's, but that is probably why they can't have a mic talk. Well, yeah. But but then you can cut that stuff out, can't you? Like, oh, you that's what I'm saying. Like You could use it for a show afterwards. Yeah. But they have full control. Anyway, it's always slightly delayed, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so I think so. But I, and but even, like I said, not necessarily to see them having a laugh. Like, yeah, you, you're always going to get that with this, and that's great. But it's more to see them in the zone. What mm. are they actually like? I think your people like? will be surprised. I think they'll be quite talk about very normal things yeah because you get it like i said you get it in other sports formula one's another example they've got the mics on Lando and they're talking yeah like, it's friday yeah, day. exactly like, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> it just makes them so relatable and like I, I, 
we're getting a bit with football now, aren't we? With there being no fans. Yeah. Like, and it's getting a bit like where Sky. One. Oh, it's hilarious. If you've not seen the clip of Rob Holden. He's built Holden, like a brick. <laughs> you've not seen the clip of Rob Holden after he muscled Adam Traore off the ball, go and search it because it's hilarious. He's very true, though. It is true, but you like there was a Kevin De Bruyne one as well where you hear him like, about the line on the corner and. Having that interaction, okay, you've got Sky, we apologise for uh, any language you may hear, but it shows it shows what's going on at ground level. 100%. And I think golf needs that as well. I really I, do. I, I, I totally agree more. And I, I've only said hit that thumbs up button if you want to hear. <laughs> Please share the podcast if no. Um, I, I really think I'd love to see the European Tour, PJ Tour, bring this more in. I'm sure they're trying to do it, like they're doing it with interviews, walking on the fairway. Yeah. I think you, if you make up the caddy, the caddy nine times out of ten is going to be close to player. Yeah, exactly. You, and you're going to get more you'd interaction. Hear, you'd hear more than you would if, if he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, just to touch on the match as well. Mickelson and Barkley, being the underdogs, actually won four and three. And at like one point, Barkley said to the commentator in his, in his headphone, he's like, get such and such on the phone. He's obviously like an editor. Or, or the head of the the network. Get him on the phone and tell him he's have to do reruns of Law and Order for a few hours because we're going to wrap this up in five hours. <laughs> like, and it's stuff like that that, that just I think is amazing. So I think the match, whoever's come up with the idea, well done you. It's class. It's really good for golf. Let's now get on to, um, still on... Tour trash talk. I'll yeah, finish that sentence for you. I was going to say tour tech talk then or something. Um, on the European Tour, PJ Tour announced a partnership. Now, the merger that's not a merger. The merger that's not a merger. They're not part of it, but they're on the board. Yeah. But are they part of it? We don't know. <laughs> um, so basically, what this is all about um, is the European Tour um, have a European Tour Productions, which basically create all the TV that we watch on Sky Sports. They sell it to Sky Sports. They sell it to NBC. They sell it across the world. Okay. Um, and the PJ Tour have bought a stake in that. Now, my question for this is, why? And we'll get into this in a second. But apparently what this is going to do, this is going to help with scheduling, this is going to help with prize money, this is going to help with events, this is going to help make a, a broader a prize fund from yeah. the European Tour, the PJ Tour, and bring up new opportunities. It does say on the article that there's going to be more uh, to be announced on this in, in the next coming days. But ultimately, if you, if like, my worry with this is, like, you've always, you've always had... I look at this two ways. You had the Challenge Tour, had the Euro Pro. Let's go. Let's go back to the grassroots. You had Euro Pro, then you went. Yep. Okay, you got graduated from Euro Pro. Go to Challenge Tour. Yep. Graduate from Challenge Tour and go European Tour. Then from European Tour, they always wanted to get the PJ Tour. So it was almost like PJ Tour was the prem. Yeah, it was where like, you want to be. They're both on the same level, but they're both not on the same level. If that makes sense. Yeah, like you earn more money playing PJ, PJ Tour than, than you, you do yeah. European Tour. Um, so. My theory is like why why has that been the case? Is like if 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 you look at the European tour this year, they've had a troubled year in terms of like money, no fans, um, and all this will play on less people sponsoring events. Yeah, meaning the prize funds are lower. Yeah, which, you, which, which, which they are. Seen, which yeah. They are. Um, and I think, in my opinion, like the European tour needed this to save it. Yeah, and I think that it's definitely going to be like it's going to help them both in a way because what i think you're going to see is you're going to see more players being able to like cross over so you see more of the pj tour players being able to play in the bigger european tour events and you'll see more of the european tour players being able to play in the pj tour events because they're going to schedule them together 
Like they're gonna sort. Of, it's almost yeah. as if they're gonna bring the schedules in line. Yeah, isn't because it? sometimes you'll have big European tournaments like Wentworth, but that might be over a stretch where they're playing big PJ Tour events. Yeah. Now, if you're in Wentworth, you're probably gonna be in the PJ Tour events if you're at the top of that tree. Yep. So more of those players are gonna want to play on the PJ Tour. Yes. And the good thing about this, potentially, you could look at it in terms of European Tour. You may get more Americans, so the big players. I know Patrick Reed plays a few. He comes over here, plays Cron. He's come over here and played Wentworth. Yep. You could get more of those players wanting to come and play over here. Yeah, and I think that that is only going to help the European Tour boost its status in a way um, and sort of grow grow in that sense because you're getting the bigger name players from the PJ Tour coming over. Because um, normally, I think, you may correct me in this, but I'm right in saying that those players really only tend to come over here if they are... Pay to. <laughs> a, pay to, or B, say the Open's coming up and yeah. they want to play a similar yeah. course. Yeah. Like Mickelson would always want to play the Scottish Open or a run of events over here before, before playing the Open. The Open, yeah, just to to sort of because obviously the courses are very very different, aren't they? Especially with the Open, it's normally a links course rather than a parkland course. Yeah. Um. So see that knowledge there, knowledge, good terminology. Great, great that see, mate. Worked great on that. it. Um. But yeah, and so I think this is great. Here's something that I also think though, because there was talk of the sort of new tour being develop one they're like a world yeah it's called the world golf tour which was like which is involved with like phil mickelson and shares in it so do you think this is to combat 100 percent. this is their reaction this is their way of going right now we're going to be the top doc here yeah because basically what that world tour wanted to do is has a select i think 50 players that wanted to go in on it which ultimately became like a circus they play like team matches they play like so it's basically like the match yeah but on a tour and then just basically everybody would be paid every week. And you'd just have to play a certain amount of events and you'd be guaranteed money. But how would... you? Obviously, you're not going to know this, but what I don't see there is how are they then going to be able to qualify for majors and things well, like that? Well, that's the thing. They would have to play a combination of them both. Yeah. But why would the European Tour and PJ Tour want that to happen? Yeah, because why would they be okay with you, that? You have to play, I think, eight European Tour events and eight PJ Tour events to have your prize money to be counted. Right, okay. Now, out of those eight, you've got four majors. So if yeah. you're playing on the World Tour... You've got four events which count for both. Yeah. So you're in a situation where if a world tour came along, they could take all the big players away from your other events, your smaller events, which the people who are getting on tour, people who are starting out on tour, really rely on and getting into to playing. Yeah. And without a few of the bigger names or certain names playing, sponsors wouldn't sponsor it. Yeah. Like why would exactly. you sponsor it? Especially like right now. Like why would you sponsor an event where you've got no spectators going? Yes, okay, you can have it on TV. Yeah. But. I wouldn't. Yeah. And if I think of it this way, like I think I hope I hope it's only a positive thing. I mean, the PJ Tour is very very successful. The European Tour is successful, but is struggling. Um, so I, I would look at this and go right. Okay, if if this thing is going to be help the European Tour grow, then I'm all for this because the golf in Europe and especially the UK right now is flying. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, and this sounds a bit bit of a strange one, but it's almost as if the pandemic that we've been in has helped that, hasn't it? Yeah. It's sort of like pushed golf along a little bit. And I think that this merger is only going to help the game grow more because more of the bigger players are going to be coming over here, yeah. coming over to I, Europe. I, I hope that the is top. the case. I hope that is the case. We see them more over here more and not just when they're being paid the big ball, big balls? Big, big bucks. Big bucks. That was my word yeah. I was looking for, mate. No, I agree. Well, I think that wraps it up for Tour Trash Talk this week. Well, I've not introduced it yet. <laughs> Let's move on to What's Your Beef. That's 
horrendous. We'll dub that over. So, what's your beef this week, Alex? I mean, the weather, mate. I'm looking out the window right now, <laughs> and it's teeming down on the window. Golf is just opened. We're just about to be back. You're listening to this now on Wednesday. That is the first day in England where golf has been able to play. Through lockdown, it's been a bit quite dry, to be fair. Yeah, it's been all right. It's so yeah. poor, really, isn't it? So you, what you're telling me is your beef is with the weather. Yep. I want whoever's sorting this weather out to get it sorted. <laughs> and I think, I think a lot of people relate to this. Is It is sod's law that golf is back. And Are you a fair weather golfer? So I used to be a fair weather golfer up until this year. So previously, I would literally be like between March, well, March, April to like September. And that's it then. Clubs go away. They don't come out for another year. But this year, or another six months, I should say. But this year, I've sort of... Well, you're a member now, aren't you? I've well. got a membership at a golf club and I'm just like determined to play as much as I can. Try and get the old handicap down. You know what I hate, right? Winter golf, right? This is my beef with it. One, the weather's crap. Yeah. Two, losing your ball in the fairway in a pile of leaves. Or, oh. or plugged in the fairway. Yeah. Three, is having to move it to the side or use a mat. Not for me. Not yeah. playing golf when it's like that. And finally, I hate winter greens. Bigger old, can't oh, put anyway. Right, so I basically remember, I used to play winter league with my dad, right? I used to love playing winter league with dad every Sunday morning. At the time, I was working the bar in Bramall. Right. Like I was trying to fund myself playing golf, and I, I was working a bar job, like so you work at night, I could yeah, practice yeah. in the day. And used to finish in the bar about one o'clock. Used to get up about seven o'clock, play winter league, and it was freezing every morning. Used to play with this guy, and I'm gonna name him John Hatton. Really funny guy, got on really well. Used to play with him every week, and he was just so good in the winter. He was short, and I mean short, not not height like me, like Josh was about to say. <laughs> I was gonna um, say, rich like, coming from you, <laughs> like, like like length off the tee, and he was perfect for him because it was using a mat. He could hit a driver off the tee, then he hit a driver off his mat again, and yeah. he was like every week forty points, forty points. And I'm like, this is not golf. Yeah, I even said to him. You're the example of why this is not golf. <laughs> like, obviously, I was joking. Um, but I used to just hate it because the ball would get a bounce. It'd go here. It'd go there. I mean, yeah, of course, some of the bounces would help you. Some of the majority wouldn't. Yeah. I yeah. just used to hate winter golf. Not the fact I was playing winter league. Just the bounces and losing the ball. Yeah, I'm the same. I was the same. I was I was like, as soon as, as, soon as the sun stops shining in the end of September. When does it shine? Well, that's a good point. We need but to emigrate. You, you know what I mean? California. Emigrate. Just, yeah. Anywhere where it's hot all year round. California meet up. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as as soon as it, it turned, the weather turned sour, I was like, no way I'm playing. Why, why would I want to get out and get cold? Why would I do that? But over the past like six months, it's it's almost like I've got a love for the game that I've not had before. I've like really sort of just got on with it I and played more and more. I guess it is, yeah. And I'm like... I can't wait to play. Whether it's rain or shine, I'm on that first tee. And it's like where previously, if it's raining, I'd be texting my playing partner saying, oh, should we sack it off today? You know what I think it helps? Like, because if you join with mates, like yeah. playing with your mates yeah. makes it's it. the social thing, isn't it? But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Winter greens are a, a no-go. It, it, I've played previously where it's got to the point where if I'm on the winter green, like if I'm on the green, I just won't put. Yeah. Like, you, know, you can have it. My golf club doesn't. It plays greens all year round. So actually, that's that's probably helped as well. Because they they play the greens all year round and they play tees as well. There's and only you're USJ greens, aren't you? USGA greens. And there's only a few um, tees at the minute or before the last lockdown that 
they weren't playing. The par threes where they were like just relaying the turf. So, like you can deal with that, can't you? Like you, you in essence, you're just still playing. Yeah, yeah. The same golf you had before. The weather's just shit, but it's not. It, it wasn't like the 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 holes are short because the the greens, a circle yeah, on the yeah, fairway. Yeah. Um, I used to hate that green circle on the fairway. Big, bigger hole and it's just not golf, is it? No, it's just not golf. So that is my beef. My beef is that I live in England in the winter, <laughs> or all year round. I should all year say. Round. Yeah. No, I agree with you, mate. But guys, again, we say it every week. If you have any beefs, any chopper of the week. Email them in to how to ruin a good walk at gmail.com and we will get them on the podcast next week. 100%. Remember, every single Wednesday you can tune in to this podcast. We're now on to Tech Talk. Now we're talking Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Alex and Josh's Wednesday deals. Yes. I mean, that doesn't really make sense. But what we're going to discuss, guys, is three items that have been reduced and are still reduced at this point. Um, that we think could be good purchases. Yeah. So you got to think. I mean, we're gonna go one high, one medium, one low. Now we all know golf's quite expensive. expensive so yeah. So we, we've sort of gone like as if you were getting a new set of clubs, as if you wanted a bit of new technology, yep. and then like choose some gear. Yeah, some gear. Yeah. So number one is gone, Josh. So this is our high one, shall we say? I was actually sent this by a friend of mine. Um, he Sam. He's he's obsessed with he's clubs, he, he is obsessed with everything. New gear. He got like mentioned it previously. He got a, a haul off his missus for for his birthday, where he got bag, shoes, uh, rangefinder. So a lot. Loves it, right? And he's been going on about getting new irons for months. Oh, since I played at Carden Park. Yeah. Should I get measured up for him, or should I just buy it off the shelf? What, what should I, I do? Told what should him, I do? Get measured up. Right. But he sent me this link the other day. Um, he messaged me saying, lad, lad, what do you think of these? What do you think of these? So it's a tailor-made P760s. Nice clubs, to be fair. Yeah, they like, look Like pure. muscle backs, like bladey, but yeah. not, not as bladey, like quite forgiving blades. Basically. Yeah, they look pure. And they are currently reduced from £1,299 to 729 quid. So that's 44% off. Jazz hands, kinder, jazz hands. 44% off. <laughs> um, so... And I was like, lad, if you're going to spend money on clubs and yeah. you can get them that cheap, you're getting a good deal it. there because you're getting a forged iron, yeah. which are expensive anyway. And you give it the whole, are these too good for me? Are these too good for me? Like, lad, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, because if he's got plans... You're a bandit. Of, if he's got that as well. But if you've got <laughs> plans of playing the game for the next three to five, ten years, whatever it is, yeah. those irons going to do you the next three to five years. Yeah, exactly. Well, then if you go for something that's not as bladey, let's say, and go for something that's more of a game improvement club, then you, you get, you'll get to a lower handicap and then you'll be like, bloody, I've got to change again. Whereas you kind of, I know they might be hard to hit to begin with, yeah. but there's a sort of spanning it a little bit more. Yeah. But we, I think these are a great deal. Uh, I really they do. look suave as well, don't they? They, they look, look really nice. They look class. So like for those... A little shiny bit on the back. Yeah. They're nice. For those out there, bit like I used to be, a bit like I still am, the old golf snob, want all the gear. Ollie Wheatley, I'm looking at you. Um, hmm. With your Mizuno, yeah. Oh, he, he said that one. He, yeah, I said that one. Got that one right. He dropped. He dropped. Christian Bazin in the news. Let's say he's dropped just so short of a grand on a set of golf clubs, didn't you, lad? Does so, his partner know this? His missus. Well, I do she does not. Now. Want, I do not want to speculate on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like these, these sort of fit the bill for me. You sorry, get so, that golf. Sorry, you, sorry to interrupt, Josh. I just want to say one thing. 
Please write into us if you've ever bought any golf equipment and never told your other half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get that in next week. Um, but these these really fit the bill. You've got the branding, obviously, the tailor-made. They look class. And for the price that they actually should be compared to what you can get them for, yeah, 100% great it's steal. Steal, it? It's absolute steal. I'm always wondering like, how much profit must they be making? Like if they still give them away, they're still well, going to make money on that, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're making they're, t- they're reducing it by forty four percent, and they're not going to give them away without making any profit. Do you know what's at scary? All. They're probably still going to be doubling the money. <sighs> Scandalous. No, they're probably not. To be fair. Scandalous. PXG, this is your fault. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> okay, number two. I'm going to do this one because it's actually a watch that I've got, the Garmin S16. By the way, guys, I just want to point out we have not been paid to promote any of this. We're just sort of pulling out these deals that people have sent us, or that we found on the internet. So Garmin S60, watch that I've got. It's perfect for golfies, golfies, golfers who love sport as well. Yes, yes. So like if you're obsessed with your walking, your fitness, your cycling, cycling here, here, um, and your golf, it does everything for you. So golf course, you can look at layups. You can look at front, middle, and back. You can also get an auto caddy after you've played a certain amount of rounds, which will suggest clubs. You have to go in and fill in afterwards uh, what could be hit where. But once you play, I think, six rounds and actually fill in the data on the app of, okay, I hit that 150 yards, I hit my 7-9 or 180 yards. It'll You'll go to it. the thing and it'll tell you. It's also got auto slope, which tell you up and down slope. Now, I don't know if you can use that in tournament. And yes. then you've got the other side of it, which is fitness side, how many calories, what was your heart weight, how far did you cycle, how far did you walk. So for me, if you're wanting something that's an all-round watch, and actually, it looks pretty damn oh, good as well. Pure. It doesn't look like a golf watch. No, it, it, and this is something that I think Garmin have done really well with this, where it sort of sets, the, sets it apart a bit from the likes of an Apple Watch. Is So Apple Watch has got the square face, where on your wrist, yeah, okay, it's a, it's a like a... It's like a normal bezel, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, the, the way it looks is like a round... It just looks like a normal watch on your wrist. It looks like a watch, does it, Josh? Yes, it looks like a watch. Rather than having a square <laughs> face, it's still got the automated screen, like the video screen, as it were. I don't know. I yeah, can't it's think touch of the word. Yeah, yeah. It's touch screen, but it looks class. Like it looks pure. Um, I mean, this watch is pricey, but we're saying this is our medium one. It's a hundred pounds off it. It's two nine nine now. I think that personally, if you're wanting something a watch, if you think about it, right, you're getting something that's doing both. Yeah. I mean, you could spend two hundred ninety nine quid just on a Fitbit or something. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you're getting the Apple Watch is up there yeah. at those prices as well, and you get. You get a lot, a lot with these Garmin watches. You get a lot with the app as well, with the golf app. Yeah. Like you get a lot of data. You can also do you keep your score on it, how many fairways, how many greens. Yeah. So you can get a lot for your money, in my opinion. So if you're looking for something for a partner, for somebody, I think that is a great, great buy for Crimbo. Absolutely. Right, let's move on to our final little steal of the day. These um, are steel, by the that's way. What we should, that's what we should call Should have called this this week. Steel. Right, steel let's go of back the in week. time. Let's go back in time. Go steel on. Steel of the week. Go on. So. <laughs> da, 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 da. This is. Steel of the week. Boom. So, so, the last steel of the week and what would be the most affordable the Puma Ignite disc shoes. For starters, the Pu- I think Puma's smashing it at the minute with yeah. the gear that they're releasing. The, the, clo- the, the shoes, are, I think, the, well, the clothing in general is class, but the shoes, I think, are really cool. You've got to say that, haven't you, mate? Ambassador. Yeah. Puma ambassador over here. Got to say that. Do I? Got to say that. No, but seriously, I, I agree. I think they look great. Uh, Puma, if you want to send me any. <laughs> um, no, but the, so these shoes are reduced from 110 quid down to 79.99, and they are pure. Now, the waterproof. 
waterproof. You've got the disc on, which you usually play quite a lot more for the disc. Yep. Like me, can't do laces. Um, I can do my laces. It's like, it's like the adult version of Velcro, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so like guys adult version of Velcro here to save the day like, like if I get primary school you're not going to just turn the, turn the discs tight and your shoes up but no like they, they, they look good with shorts look, and yeah. trousers don't they yeah they do look pure and, and they're more of a trainer looking yeah. golf shoe than a traditional shoe and, and if I'm honest like I would probably get them for yourself or get them for somebody as a shoe for next summer that's how I look at it I'm yeah. thinking, right, I got a steal for me next summer shoe because they're probably not a winter shoe for honest they're, they're good for a summer shoe. Yeah, you could you could potentially could get away with it in, in the winter shoe. But, yeah, I'm just. But you're more looking at that trainer kind of. Yeah, it's more of a trainer vibe. And yeah. the only thing I'd say about it not being a winter shoe is for the spikes, the molds. Yes. Like you probably want something that's more of a spike, spike shoe. Yeah, definitely. So that's it for our steals of the week: our Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Wednesday, Josh and Alex deals. Yeah. So head over, have a look at these on the websites. Uh, we're not going to mention them because we aren't getting any sponsorship. But fire over to you'll find them out certain there. websites. Put them into yeah. Google. You'll find them. You'll find but them. honestly, I, if, I, I know I interrupted to Josh when we were doing this. If you've ever bought golf equipment and given it the, oh, no, 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 no I've had the ages that, I've had the ages that, we want to know your stories of when you bought yeah. golf equipment. Because definitely, we, me and Josh have had it where our partners all the way around have gone, are they new shoes? No. No, I've had them ages. You take no notice in me. You take no notice in me. You don't care. You don't care. Well, we want to know if you've got some stories of the other way around because that would be absolutely hilarious to listen to and say and speak about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, the other thing I want to mention before we go, we've actually started a golf review show called What's in the Bag. Golf show. What's in in the Bag golf show on YouTube. It comes out on a Friday on... Five o'clock. Five o'clock on Alex Elliott Golf every single friday it's me and josh it's actually a show so it's a longer show so when you get it sit down have a brew have a laugh yeah have a laugh basically it's the tech talk section of the podcast yeah in video form uh so we've actually got some other sections which will be brand new this week yes uh we're not going to tell you any teasers apart from it's brand new you won't have seen it on the show and the first two episodes of the show are from my garden yes which we 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 were trying hard to make it feel exciting we think we did a good job and a lot of good um, reviews from it but we can't wait to start filming this out on the golf course because this, this is this is where our idea came from it being yep. out on the golf course so it will be on the golf course from friday five o'clock and again guys just to wrap up thank you so much for all support and um, we're going to keep training these out we're hopefully fingers crossed a little bit of a tease next week potentially have a bit of a special guest oh i, for- you know what? I even forgot about that oh, even two no. special guests potentially before yes Cumbell. Two, yeah, two potentially before Quimbo, but we've sort of lined one up a little bit for next week. So, watch this space. It could fall flat on its face if they don't, if it, they're not on it. Yeah. But we're determined to get them on it at some point. We're so, n- if we fill the tour tech talk, we're just us rambling on again. You then know, you it's know not we missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, yeah, thank you for all your support, and we will see you next week. Bye bye.